tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. And welcome to Tin Foil Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. There we go. Rock. Nice. Join me as always, my partner in crime. To know him is to love him. The man, the myth, the legend, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? Xavier, how uh, how is George Press stories going? Are, are the people talking? They're talking. They're talking. We just had a security on there, so he tells you the one and twos on, on how to get through there, you know, how to get inside okay. with whatever you need. I like that. I like that. Well, you guys should get as a, a, a sparkle um, sponsor because strippers, oh, uh, they're not allowed to wear sparkles, I heard. That's nope. actually not a rule because Absolutely. then people get busted. Okay. You've been yeah. listening to the podcast. See, I think you've been listening. You know the rule. I, 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 dude, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, <laughs> but I will. I, I just, yeah, I listen to George Press stories because I got to get my hood on once in a while. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Uh, also on the ones and twos. A lot of people are starting to talk about how underrated he is in podcasts. I think they're all drunk. Please welcome my good friend and yours, Johnny Woodard, a.k.a. Johnny Nice. How are you, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? Johnny, Sam? doing well. I, uh, I appreciate you. A lot of people are talking about the new uh, Broken Simulation. Might be one of the best ones yet, so congratulations on that. Congratulations to you, sir. It's really funny, dude. Johnny, it is a, it's a good one, though. We had a good time. We talked about how Nick Cannon is pretty much an insane person. Yeah. I mean, dude, when you get fast-tracked, you're nuts. Go to YouTube.com backslash Sam Tripoli Comedy, and you could catch all the news comedy shows I'm doing. Broken Simulation is one of them. Uh, I Can't Cook is there. Uh, Two Dumb Babies is about to be uploaded. It's a great way to get comedy. And uh, check out Broken Simulation. That People are talking. People are talking. Yeah, it's also audio form. I recommend you check it out on YouTube, though, because there's a lot more in the video. But oh, if dude, you want to listen to it, you can. Johnny's edits are masterful. It's really good, Johnny. It's we have, we have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, and there's also a Patreon with it, right? Yeah, patreon.com slash broken simulation. You get the episode as soon as we record it without all the video edits. And it's also, it has from anywhere from like 45 minutes to an extra hour of footage with each episode. And we do a bonus pod there where we do instead of like current events that are like crazy, we do historical events. And the last one we did was pretty fun. It was, it was some wild shit we talked about. If you love Patreon, go check out my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash hat. I put up an episode every day, Monday through Friday, 30 to 40 minutes long, hit it and quit. It's daily doses. I do a Q and a on Tuesday. It's a great place for up to date every day. You know, the podcast, we booked a guest a month, two months in advance. The Patreon is what's going on in the news that day. I break it down, give you my opinions on it. If you like spirituality, you should check out my new podcast. It's called Zero with Sam Tripoli. It's available on rockfin.com. And man, we've been getting some awesome shows on there. It's a lot. 
it's a deep show, dude. It's just about the world we live in and how you can better your life. And that's really what I'm into right now because, you know, conspiracy always leads to spirituality. So go to rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N.com slash zero and you can find it there t-shirts new t-shirts are getting uh, uploaded every day we have the free sam Tripoli shirts about to go up so if you want to support the show go to tinfoilhattshirts.com and you can grab it that's tinfoilhattshirts.com and you can check it out man some good stuff the nasty nasa shirts the why such a sheep joker shirts uh, the rick and morty shirts and i have a couple other shirts about the drop too as well so uh, and I'm working on some other great ones for you. So a lot of great shit's going down. I'm super excited about where we are with that. And uh, so support that. Um, Sam's so got a new Twitter too. Oh, oh yeah. 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 My new Twitter is, uh, well, here's what's happened. Ronan Sam Tripoli just says, I'm in jail. Twitter well, Sam, jail. And we should say Sam Tripoli is gone forever. Gone. Apparently. Sam Tripoli gone. No one could have that sadness about. Then... You know, I wonder if I can just go to at Sam Tripoli because it's probably the email, right? Is just bl- blocked. No, I, just- I, I bet they the name because yeah. like if I go to at Sam Tripoli, like where I was following you, there's still like a placeholder thing there. It's like this user has been banned or whatever. So I bet they they're squatting on it. Okay, well they they the it's you know the tech lords are coming after us. So I've Ronan Sam Tripoli, right? And then I also have uh now you can check out. Buddha Sam Tripoli. Just no, go Buddha to Sammy. Buddha Sammy. Okay, it's Buddha Sammy. They they mess with me. I don't know why, but uh yeah, so let me look at what the exact thing is. Uh if you yeah, here we go. It is oh my god, they're so crazy. Here it is. Buddha Sam Tripoli. Here it is. Yeah, just put in Buddha Sammy and you'll find it. Okay, at Buddha Sammy. Check that out. Support the show. And all that. Guys, I have a couple shows coming up. Uh, this Saturday, it is the Tinfoil Hat live at the Comedy Store. That's right, live at the Comedy Store. Johnny XG and joining us from the Propaganda Report will be one of my favorite researchers, Monica Perez. That is at the Comedy Store at 8 p.m. It is a free show. Now, last time y'all came, they didn't let you watch. Comedy Store worked that out with West Hollywood. You know, they're too busy, West Hollywood, installing glory holes, which apparently, <laughs> to, according to the medical community, is a great way not to get COVID. So every, they're just drilling. They don't have time to stop live podcasts. But we're going to be doing it. We're not going to be doing the, uh, the, the game yet. We got to set that up, right? And I want to get the old version. I'm going to actually buy it, uh, the old version. Um, so you can go down at 8 o'clock, hang out in the patio, hang out in the back uh, parking lot and watch us do just a fun show. Uh, and you can and watch it live stream. on YouTube. You can watch it live on YouTube. You can ask questions. It's all up for grabs. YouTube.com slash Sam Tripoli. You can watch it live this Saturday. And then I am now just been booked. Yay, booked. Hooray. This is uh, – this is um, – uh, just been uh, booked today, guys, getting hot off the press. I will be at Appleton, Wisconsin, September 10th through the 12th, September 11th. Come get weird. Uh, I will be at the Skyline Comedy Club. I love that club. This is one of my favorite clubs to play. It is the has the highest rate of alcoholism in the entire country, the city, the, the county. I love Appleton, Wisconsin. I'm so excited to be back at the Skyline. It's one of my favorite clubs to play. I hope you guys all come out. And that is, again, April, uh, excuse me, September 10th through the 12th. 
All right. Today's show, because we got some babies crying, and they love this show. Uh, I am very excited to announce that we have a brand new sponsor, guys. Cushy Dreams. That's right. Cushy Dreams CBD. Smoke your CBD. Right. Cushy Dreams specializes in the extraordinary CBD rich hemp flower, a.k.a. the bud, my friend. Pre-road CBD joints. Okay. You're like, Sam, what is that? That's not marijuana. That's literally you can smoke CBD. And that's great for people who are sponsored, who are, who are looking for uh, a way to want to smoke, but you don't want to break your sobriety or anything like that. Cushy Dreams offers a full lineup of premium smokable CBD. If cannabis that, it's cannabis that ships directly to you, legal in all 50 states, okay? Join the men and women who are sick of vaping and, and join the women who are sick of vapes and gummies and want to smoke their CBD. Dude, I love this. As a sober guy, you can do it. Not, not my, I love it. We all love it. And uh, it's Cushy Dream Smoke Your CBD. High quality. Looks like high quality marijuana. Feels like high quality marijuana. Okay. And tastes like high quality marijuana. Health benefits CBD. What? You can, get, you can get pulled over with this shit and you can smoke it right in the cops. Right in his face. Him. Smoke a yeah. cigarette. Yeah, I'm smoking CBD. It's legal, homeboy. It's legal. Health benefits of CBD without getting high. That's great. It's like near beer. You know, I know people that do near beer. Now, if you don't want to, you don't have to. But if you want to, it's an option out there. The attention to details notable in every flower. Each plant is hand-selected by a team of expert cannabis flower experts 100% hand trimmed they take dude they take a real artist approach to it. independent lab testing to show compliance and purity each batch is slow cured for two to four weeks of guaranteed maximum freshness and preserved flavor that's right cbd kush Cush uh, dreams has cbd flower and pre-rolled joints okay so this is all you gotta do just go to kush with a K, that's K-U-S-C-H-Y, dreams.com. That's Cushy Dreams. That's K-U-S-H-Y-D-R-E-A-M-S.com. Cushy. And just check out, use the promo code TINFOIL. TINFOIL. All one word, TINFOIL, for 15% off your first order. Smoke your CBD, everybody. All right. Business done. Let's get into it. Joining us, uh, he's been on my uh, Patreon, which is called the greatest Patreon of all time. Uh, I heard that. He's, we've talked many times about uh, just different subjects. He's got a great podcast called the Fringe Center Podcast. Please welcome Manny Miranda. How are you, brother? Good, man. How's it going, Sam? How you doing, man? Doing well. Uh, are you Puerto Rican? I am. Yeah, yeah. How did I know? Yeah. That's so crazy, dude. That's so crazy. I can tell Puerto Ricans, they're different than those these Mexicans over here. I can totally tell. <laughs> We're just all uh, mixed. Manny, There's too many confusing features. I get it. I love that you guys get in fights over that. It's like, no, I'm, I'm not you. And it's like a big thing, right? It's kind of crazy. It's one of those things that people don't talk about. Everyone in America wants to talk about black, white racism, but there's so much <laughs> infighting and racism amongst like random groups. It's just that it doesn't turn violent. That's the difference. Like, Growing up, I had best friends that were Dominican, Cuban, and stuff. But you'll find Dominicans and Cubans and Puerto Ricans that all hate each other, even though they're exactly the same. Like, it makes no sense. But it is funny to watch. What is interesting is, go on, XG, you want to comment? I would just say it happens with the Asians, too. They hate each other, too. Japanese, Chinese, everywhere. It's just in in Muslim communities, too. They don't like each other. It's just... There's a lot of racism, man. There's so much racism everywhere. We just only talk about black, white, because it's so easy to look at someone who's black and look at someone who's white. 
and understand the difference. If you see a Puerto Rican Dominican arguing about race, it's, it literally looks like two brothers arguing. It doesn't make any sense unless you're in the community, you know? Yeah. It, well, it used to be like the whites didn't like each other, like the Irish hate the Italians. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. now it's like, they're like, ah, you know, what? They homogenize. It's all one thing now, but it doesn't make, if you go, I dare you to go to Italy and tell them they're the same thing as like Germans. You know what I'm saying? Like they're going to argue with you all day about that. Well, I also think that's like kind of the United States. It's like, we, te- I think we actually, we really, li- we're like five states com- combined into one country. I mean, we're like five countries combined into one country, right? Oh yeah. So it's like the Southwest is much different than the South. Uh, the, the South, no, the Northwest is much different than the Southwest. The, yep. you know, middle America is much different than the Northeast and the South. And it's just such an interesting thing, but we're all under one. You could easily break them up into different oh, for sure. uh, countries and have people, and then there would eventually war, you know? Yeah. They would fight within the regions too, immediately. They, oh, totally. Uh, at some the, point, whatever, California. whatever Georgia, Alabama, and Florida become, that's like the psycho state. Like whatever raiders <laughs> and enemies from Mad Max are, that's what we'd become down there in Florida. The, uh, yeah, it would be very interesting. Oh, I, it's very interesting because like not all the South thinks they're the same. You know, it's like there's certain parts of the South where you're not considered Southern. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Growing up in Florida, they told us that a lot. They were like, yeah, you're the furthest South, but you're not Southern. You guys are tropical. And I was like, hey, man, I don't give a shit. So yeah, it was, like the, here, it was like the panhandle, though, right? It was part of the South, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. North Florida is different, yeah. They've tried to actually split the state multiple times, like at legally split the state into North and South Florida. And they wanted to basically use Orlando and Tampa as like the dividing line. Like that's where South Florida starts because they were pretty much saying like, hey, North Florida, you guys contribute nothing to the taxes. And then all the tourism's down here. And they were trying Johnny, to split it. Are you a uh, – are you consider yourself a Southern man? Oh, yeah, North Carolina is in South, yeah. So you consider sure. yourself a Virginia. Southern. Virginia is the technical cutoff for the Mason-Dixon line. You could, there are parts around D.C. and Northern Virginia that aren't really Southern by, you know, if you get, look at most of the people there just because there have been so many government workers that moved there over the decades. But, yeah, North Carolina is the South for sure. Yeah, and the cities. The cities are the same almost everywhere in the country. That's the thing. The cities are all, almost always cultured and, uh, and almost. modern. But once you get out in the sticks, just a few miles outside of most major cities, that's that's where you really get to the south you know? dude yeah you see a okay. big difference i know we got a topic to talk about but do you guys I, did i ever tell you the story about the time i was hired by national lampoon to go to uh uh spring break in florida and and uh man so so we wanted to do something where we bring spring break to uh a place that they didn't have spring break so we were going to do like a uh uh senior citizens home <laughs> right jesus christ right so we How kept that calling this one senior citizen home about the directions in place someone answer they give us the directions that we keep calling we get and we're just getting lost right well it turns out it's also a mental facility and one of the yeah, patients right. is just grabbing the phone and just giving us directions to wherever you gotta go right <laughs> and we're just i mean we're getting lost dude and i'm like uh we're all gonna die we're going to die. We're in the middle of nowhere. We can't find gas. So we finally find gas. Everyone's lost. Nobody's like, and nobody knows who to call. The place we're calling is suddenly isn't answering. So this is a true story. I go, I see this dude. I mean, we're talking like a dude who looks like he loves his cousin and he's just <laughs> turned like a dead alligator into a flashlight. Like that's what oh, yeah, he yeah. looks like, right? That's Florida, baby. 
right? And yeah, I love, I, dude, I ain't hating. I love Florida. The weirder, the better, I say. So I'm like, hey, man. I go, can I, uh, I need directions, dude. He says, hey, man, I don't know you. I go, what? <laughs> he goes, I don't know you. I go, what do you mean you don't know me? He goes, I don't know you. And I had to think quick, hand to God. I go, listen, dude. I'm with the NRA, bro. Okay, we're down here doing a little surveillance. We're, we're, I swear to God, I go, we're down here because there's word is that they might be trying to take some guns or something like that, man. And we're just trying to find this one place. He's like, where are you looking for? I'm like, it's a senior citizen home. He's like, oh, God damn. You go down here, down here, and around here, okay, brother? And I, bam, he gave us directions, oh, yeah. and we got there. And that's a true story, dude. That's, that's so shady. funny. You get in the middle of nowhere, dude. It gets shady as shit, dude. It gets You're just shady. lucky he didn't ask for, let me see your NRA card. Yeah, oh, yeah. Fucked, I'm like, I've left it back at the hotel. Yeah. Uh, so, man, tell us a little bit about your, uh, your your podcast. Yeah, man, so I've been into conspiracies pretty much my whole life. Um, I grew up, like, in a military family. So pretty much from almost 100 years ago, my grandpa serving in World War II, you know, all the way up to now, pretty much everyone served. And, you know, when you have people that are service members and stuff, they, they get to see a lot more of the world than someone who doesn't. It's kind of like the same thing when you have people that travel, right? Once you kind of broaden your horizons, you start to see that there's a world out there and you pass that to your kids. And I'm pretty much like the next generation of like them passing that to me that, you know, what you see in the media isn't the whole world. You know, the bubble that we kind of live in in the U.S. isn't everything. And that kind of started me. And then on top of that, you know, most of my family was also into weird shit, you know, whether it was like some of them are just into geopolitics. Some of them are like Sasquatch. Some of them are like aliens and shit. And when you have all this eclectic mix of people talking, you get a lot of fucking weird ideas growing up. And you just learn to think for yourself. And so I think it was last year, like almost a year ago now, that's when I started kind of going into just kind of sharing some of my research. And that's what kind of started the Fringe Center. And Dude. I named it that because the, the center's basically left. You know what I mean? All we have is like extremes left and right. Yeah. And so for me, I feel like if you're a little more in the middle, even if you lean left or lean right on certain topics, you're considered the fringe now. And so I, that's what kind of got me thinking like, okay, it's a place where you can talk about fringe ideas. And you're also talking about, you know, having common sense about the world. No, I love that, dude. And, it, 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 you know, I've talked about this on the show. This show would be way bigger oh, if yeah. I went one side hard or once, you know, one either way, left or right, yep. hard. Everybody, you know, depending on who you talk to, you talk to a conservative, I'm a liberal, you talk to a liberal, I'm a conservative, and I'm really just on the side of common sense, which wherever the, the topic may fall, what is the common sense uh, uh, take on it? That's where I'm at. I don't care about R's and D's, okay? I don't Same. care about right or left. I don't care about any of that. But when you go hard one way, you get more people. It's just, I've seen it happen a million times. I've seen it happen, and it get, you can get lost in that as well. But when you're in the middle, it, it, you, if you're good, you'll fo get a following. Uh, it just takes longer because a lot of people are in the middle. They just don't want to admit it. It's very oh, yeah. hard. It's much easier to go to the right or left. Going back to your family, I, I love that your family was into all sorts of stuff. I would totally watch a show if you took that Instagram uh, account, Fools Gone Wild, if you took that. <laughs> And have them talk about Bigfoot. I'd watch that all fucking day, dude. I could listen. It's like when they had Snoop Dogg do like National Geographic. Like how oh, great. Yeah. I could watch Cholos talk Bigfoot to the end of the day. Dude, Punto, this guy's he got this big ass. Oh, man. It got, it got crazy, man. It got crazy. Especially when you have – you also got to remember like 
there's a lot of conspiracies and stuff that naturally come from like the Caribbean because it's been colonized for so long. There's always been sharing of ideas and basically everyone's been a victim of a conspiracy at one point. You know what I mean? My, my grandfather, the one that served in world war II was born an indentured servant. You know, he had to flee the plantation at six. So he died with nothing more than a first grade education. So imagine that mentality going to work in factories. I think he told me that he was, Addicted to alcohol and cigarettes from the time he was about six and a half until cool. he died. What? So he was what basically he working like a man. I mean, he was working like a man since he was six. He fled with a bunch of his siblings, never looked back. Dude, and then from there, he enlisted in the army, I think before, I think like 1941 or something like that, a few years before World War II kicked off. So you like, go dude. from basically escaping slavery, having to raise your siblings, and then you get sucked into World War II. Like, you're going to have a lot different fucking perspective on life. You know what I mean? When you come out on the other side and you're chilling, you know? For sure. I would love to see his tattoos. Like, ah, uh, you know, I got this at six. It says, cooties are for bitches, right? You know? Oh, he was oh, <laughs> he was probably the hardest fucking person I ever met. I, I mean, love at, it. Like, at I like almost 65, dude went spear boar hunting in the woods. What? Like in the jungles of Puerto Rico. They still did it the old way. I mean, I have pictures of him just like spit roasting a whole fucking wild hog that he spear fucking, he speared himself. As a fucking old ass man, fucking barely could walk, all fucked up. I mean, you know what's so interesting about that, man? It's just like, it's 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 you know there are people who are obviously you know they'll they'll do the BLM's marches and you know because they're like you know like any group, dude. That you know the base usually are good people. They mean well. It's the exactly, it's the yeah. leaders on top, right? That's what always bothers me. Same. You know, it's the leaders on top. I, I still think it, it's about the uh, you know the Libertarian Party. And I, the lady running right now seems really great, but the guy, I, I think the heads of the Libertarian Party, just you know they put out stuff that just makes no sense. And you're like, well, that they're probably bought and sold. That's why. I mean, there's no way they would allow even the most. I don't care if you're the third party, the fourth party, the fifth party. There's no way they're ever going to let that guy no. or that woman ever be not controlled, in my opinion, in case they catch fire or something like and that. And if you, if you look at it, that like they let it slip one time, and it did fuck up a lot of their plans. I mean, if you look back to when uh, fucking Clinton was running against George H.W. Bush, the senior, Ross Perot comes into that fucking race, and he's like super rich, and his whole point was just – I don't give a fuck about being president, doing none of that stuff. I'm going to let everyone else handle that. All I'm going to do is balance this fucking budget. And he took so much of the vote and scared the shit out of them so much that during Bill Clinton's presidency, they actually, it forced Democrats and Republicans to work together and balance the budget. That's the only reason that we had a surplus at the end of the Clinton administration, because they were so scared that someone else was going to show up next and go, hey, I'm doing the same thing. I just want to balance the budget. That they were going to start eating up more of this left-right paradigm shit and just expose the whole thing. So they're like, all right, we'll balance it this one time. Like this one time we'll have extra money. That's it. This is yeah. one time. And we've we been just, in a deficit since. It's unbelievable how we just like, yeah, sure, just whatever. We got to get this person in because this person's going to change, even though that person's whole party's been there the whole time and they've been just spit roasting all of us all the 100%. time, man. I mean, that's um, the whole thing with Joe Biden now, right? They're like, he's going to change everything. And I'm like, bitch, he's had three decades to change everything. Dude, he was the he's vice president. part of the problem, man. Here's, here's where you know they're the bullshit. Problem. Here's where you know they're bullshit. When Obama won, he had a rare fucking occurrence. He won the presidency, he won the Senate, and he won Congress. So he had basically greenlit. He could do almost anything he wanted for two years straight. He could have done anything. I think a lot of us got wrapped up in that hope and change shit. Oh, dude. And for those two years, they could have... 
they could have changed prison laws. They could have changed, you know, policing. They could have made certain drugs legal. They could have let people out of prison that had nonviolent crime, prison reform. They could have done any of this shit they're talking about doing now. It's like y'all motherfuckers had two years where you could have greenlit anything, yeah. literally anything. And what did you do? They pushed a fucking healthcare bill that is literally Mitt Romney's healthcare bill, but with the name changed. It is literally Romney care. And then four years later, Republicans run Romney against Obama saying that he's going to change everything because his healthcare bill is bullshit. It's like, it's your healthcare bill. Dude, that that's you're so against, funny. Bro. It's insane. Like the whole thing. That is, is just so funny. funny. The dude. Democrats also have majorities in both, both chambers of Congress. They had a super majority in the Senate and got nothing done during that time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Those two nothing. years, they had everything. Totally, yeah, they had I mean, everything. Okay, so let's crazy. take a look at this, dude. Which is their, I know that's we, their I know we got now some... for not getting anything done, though, is they can't, get the, they can't get the 60 votes for the super majority. But they had it. Exactly, yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. But they had it for two years. And then what showed up? Who showed up? These blue dogs. You remember the blue dogs yeah, they yeah, called Dixie them? Oh over to, man, to we're Party. blue dogs. And they just said, we're not just going to give Obama any, we're just not going to give him a blank check. And I go, oh, that's the theater. There's the theater. Yeah, that's always, it. It's that's how they're going to do it. They always get co-opted. Like, just like, just like a hundred percent. I believe that BLM started with like the best intention or the people at the bottom have the best intention. But I made a video already that like, the tops of the organization are totally different from the people that yeah. are at the bottom working the stuff. But like the people it's, actually marching that are saying like, man, I don't want, I don't want to see anyone innocent get murdered again. Those people are completely different from the actual people running the organization that are just siphoning money off to drop in political campaigns. You know what I'm saying? And people don't understand that there's, it's a lot more complicated. It's not just black and white. Like you have to actually understand the nuance of where this money's going. Do you that think they? Do you issue. think the average person marching for BLM knows the mission statement of the organization? No, no. there's no way. No, there's no way no because way. they go with the sentiment. You know what I'm saying? That's why they name shit certain things. Like they called it the Black Lives Matter movement because there was an implied two at the end of it, right? Like Black Lives Matter two. Like you guys are killing us as if we don't matter. So this is why we matter. And then whoever, whatever political operative, some people say George Soros funded it. Whoever it is, they saw that and immediately politicized it. They were like, perfect. It's called Black Lives Matter. No one can be against that. So let's have all these Marxists, like communist weirdos, like come in and infiltrate it. And we'll just make it about anarchy and causing division. You know what I'm saying? Whereas it's like, you guys are essentially taking people's murder for no reason and just making money off of it. Like it's insane. That shit is Man, crazy. Do you think they've raised, they've raised over a billion dollars. Have a they billion. changed anything? Have they changed anything? Is there new Yeah, they've changed, uh, they've changed Joe Biden's ability to buy ads. That's what they've done. That, yeah. No, That's but, what they've done. Yeah, it's no mystery that Joe Biden said he's going to dump almost 300 million in ads before November. Have like, you seen the new video? The, the, nah, the I haven't seen his. I haven't video? seen his. No, the one of George Floyd? He's resisting nah. arrest. He's oh, resisting yeah, yeah. Where he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's. He's either having a panic attack or on drugs or whatever. Like no, the no, shit. no. Okay, okay. Dude, it's like when you learn what fentanyl does to you, it's true, exactly true. what happened like to it. George yeah, Floyd. Like it, yeah. it, it, it makes it hard for you to breathe. He's on a goofball, man. I mean, it's like, it's like little things that just you start going, oh, my God, it's all coming together. It's all pieced together. He, pro he probably most likely – Stole some of this Confederate, this fake money, got busted, was high on goofballs. I just saw a mural of him painted. They have this dude in a tuxedo 
in the mural. I'm like, when have you ever seen that dude in a tuxedo? Well, there's, listen, I think there's, there's another layer you got to look at that. Like, I know we got to get to like all this UFO shit, but there is, there is a layer to that. We don't George have to Floyd get to thing. anything, dude. We dude, can there's talk a layer to that George Floyd thing that you have to look at. And that is that first of all, it's, it's not super hard, but it, it does seem pretty hard to get your hand on fake money. So first you have to ask where you got this fake 20 from. Second, you have to look at know. the fact that I, these- I used to work, I used to work at a restaurant and it would come in, it would come every so often and you were just supposed to give it back to them and tell them we couldn't take it. Yeah. They, you just hand it back. You do that marker yeah. check and you hand it back. And they always, you look, guys sketchy. Think- they always look sketchy. I'll give you that. They look sketchy, but yeah, I don't, but you can't really blame them on it. But here's, here's my thing. This is, this is where it gets weird. There's a, there's an angle in this arrest that most people aren't showing. I showed it in my first video on it, but it's like an actual corner, like street corner camera of where he gets arrested at the store where he tried to use the fake 20 to buy these cigarettes. And then it shows what happens next. Like he gets pulled out of the car. There's two other people in the car with them. They all get sat against the wall. These other two people don't get talked to at all, barely. And then these cops are just kind of like just yelling at Floyd basically. And then they, instead of arresting him right there where they pulled him out, right where they take this dude and walk him like three blocks in a totally different direction. And that's where they put him in a squad car. To me, it screams that there's something going on with this police department because this cop worked at the restaurant that's basically right in front of where this dude got finally arrested or whatever. Why, when have you ever seen the cops take a perp? There's a fucking SUV they can drop him in right behind the car they yanked, they pulled up on him in, and they walk him three blocks. It almost sounds like they were talking to him like, yo, why the fuck did you spend the fake money? Like, you're not supposed to spend the fake money yet. And then he kneels on him for nine minutes. Why do you think they burnt down you know the what I'm saying? fucking They kneeled on him for nine police- minutes, bro. They, he knows that he was going to die for sure. A hundred percent. That's like, I think it's some fucking organized money thing. And then he I, just got caught dude, with the what, fake money. Dude, 100%. It was China. They were, they were shipping fake bills through that, for, through that nightclub. And he was part of the security team and they sent that dude in to assassinate him. And years. you know, and, and dude, it's just like, that's why I had the, he had the thousand dollar, uh, the 20, the fake 20 dude. You know, and they uh they purposely they purposely uh had to shut that shit down, and that's why they burnt down the police department because that's oh, where yeah, all the evidence was. PD. Yeah, yeah. The crazy part was that the reason I brought up that first video is because let, let's say this guy is racist, which I'm not saying he's not, but there's two other black people in the car that get pulled out. They just get sat down and left there. I don't even think they get arrested. They just get sat down and they just take Floyd and walk away. And I think the reason, one of the reasons they walked away was, A, to talk to him, try to figure out, like, okay, why the fuck are you spending the fake money? You're not supposed to spend it locally. I'm assuming those are probably their rules because that's how, like, most, like, money laundering schemes and stuff work. You don't do it in the same area. Just, like, you don't keep the money in the trap house. Same idea, right? <laughs> but if you try to fucking sit there and kneel on his neck to kill him right in front of his two friends, what are the chances one of them's going to jump up? You see what I'm saying? But if you walk him two or three blocks over, everyone's going to get – I forget what that, that psychological uh, – thing that happens in your brain is where when there's a crowd you don't do anything because you the, assume someone else in the crowd is going to act for you it's the bystander you do effect right, in, right yeah bystander effect if you do it right in front of their friends though those friends are going to jump on you it's going to become a way bigger mess so they just walk him over and just sit on his neck till he dies i mean it looks it looks literally like a fucking assassination there's nothing in that that looks like you know when you see uh you know acts of violence based on race most of the time it looks like people go into berserker mode look at the rodney king tape Look at how they killed Philando Castile. I mean, all he said was, I have, a, I have a license to carry a firearm. And the dude immediately just started opening fire on him. 
it wasn't like a slow, deliberate fucking thing. You see what I'm saying? Like, very rarely do people do shit like that unless it's like you're literally targeting this guy to pull him out and do this shit to him. And it could still be race-based, but to me, everything about it screams like this nightclub was a place where they washed money, laundered cash, and this dude just got caught spending fake money and they assassinated him. Well, you know, it's there's also the argument that that had I, – I think they have videos of uh, cops – killing black men just waiting to drop when they need to drop it to make people go crazy. And I just think that they're running out. I think they're just, I think they dropped this too early. And uh, I think people are just, aren't falling for it anymore. Uh, I think outside of Portland and New York right now, they seem to be the two places still going at it. I don't see it anywhere else. Yeah, because you need you need division in the big cities because that's where like most of the populations are. So if you're if you're trying to cause division, let's say you're like a political operative, right? You're like working for Democrats or Republicans. You it's almost impossible for you to divide people that live like in rural or like middle America because they, you know, they don't fall for the shit cuz they're that that sort of city life stuff doesn't affect them. But you want the cities divided because you want people in trenches. You see what I'm saying? Like leading up to every election, there's always stuff that they show in the media that locks you into a trench. It locks you into an ideological side. Like they're not going to show you the fucking video of them killing Breonna Taylor because that would unite too many people. hundred percent. That is one of the most fucking under talked about things that happened to Breonna Taylor. These cops come in with a no knock warrant, right? Which number one, if you have a no knock warrant, almost every time you do one, you have to be in police uniform. And the second you come through that door, that's when you shout police, right? That happens all the time with drug raids. They come in there in plain clothes, no badges, don't say shit. So Breonna Taylor's boyfriend, legal, or I think his husband, legally owned firearms, bro, did exactly what a fucking legally owning firearm person should do, which is when you hear someone break in your house, you fucking shoot at them. You use castle laws and you defend your fucking house. He fires at the cops. These retards miss every single shot and kill his wife who's in bed. They label it. They said she died of natural fucking causes. Mm-hmm. And they found evidence that somebody was outside firing to the window of that place. Literally doing a drive-by, essentially. They're doing a drive-by on this house, and it's, it's not even the right house. They got a warrant for a house yeah. that had done nothing wrong. And here's the crazy part. Where's the NRA at? This, this type of shit and the Philando Castile case should have been NRA's bread and butter. NRA Legal is gun owners opposition. having their rights infringed. Dude. That's why I'm with gun, gun owners of America. Yeah, NRA is controlled totally opposition, yeah. dude. NRA is uh, basically gun manufacturers lobby. That's basically what it is. I mean, it started as like protecting hunting rifles and stuff. Today, it's just like Glock, Smith & Wesson all paying to have people like stay in office. So, I know so, there was some momentum a couple of weeks ago to roll back no-knock warrants. I think like Rand Paul introduced some legislation. I haven't heard an update on that, though. I'm assuming it died a slow death. This is a really great conversation, man. And I wish we would start with this Brianna thing because, you know, you know, to me, dude, it's like a lot of the stuff that bubbles to the, to the front and gets really big all seems to be contrived, meaning it, there's a dark hand behind it, you know, that, you know, when we take a look at Chris D'Elia versus Jeffrey Ross, right? And like Chris yep. D'Elia is everywhere and it's just, you, no matter how much people try, Jeffrey Ross, nobody can, nobody can get any momentum going on that. Same thing with this, man. It's like, they pick and choose who they want to throw under the bus or who they want to showcase 
because it helps a narrative. All right. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, you know, and I, I got to be honest with you, man. I, I, when I hear this story, cause I hadn't heard all of it and I, I didn't really get into the Brianna thing because I thought it could be another story. And I listen, dude, any life lost on, you know, innocent life lost is beyond tragic. You know, it gets really hard when they, when they deem, when they, um, uh, they weaponize it, right? But it's like not just that woman. There was another guy, a white guy, that died in the same weekend, the same situation. The cops busted in his house, wrong house. They shot him up, and he died. And there was, there's no talk of that guy. I remember, I remember seeing his name next to Breonna Taylor's, but I, I, automatically I forgot his name because they barely talked about it. Or I remember hearing about it, yeah. Or how about the military chick, the Mexican military chick? That yeah. Died? It was a little bit of hype, and then you see her funeral, and it's just her whole family. And George Floyd, he got how many? They walked him around. Dude, they that mocked us served. that, by That the girl way. served. That girl served for the, for the States, and she, she got lost on duty. Yeah, it, was, it that, was sad because if you read that story, what happened was she found out that that dude was basically, I think it was he was messing with, like, a married woman or something, and she was going to go tell because you're not allowed to do that shit. That's, you know, it's against the rules. And they fucking killed her and chopped her up and tried to burn her and shit. Like, you know, you know how crazy you got to be to think like, I can't have this one mistake exposed or I got to murder people. To me, usually like when you hear about stuff like that, whether it's like rape or murder, most of the time, like psychologists say that's not their first time. So I think they, they really need to fucking look and dig into that dude who did that and the well, fucking like woman who participated because he's dead now. He killed himself, but she's still alive. Like, oh, they need that's to figure what they out tell what's going you. on with that. I mean, they might off. Listen. Here's the whole thing. I honestly believe that there's a segment of the police force that actually has you pass a psych test if it comes off your little psycho because they want you to be like, go in, no questions asked, cracking skulls. You know, I mean, that's, that's just the truth, man. And I'm sure there's a part of that in the military too, where like if you just test out really nice and really kind, like kind of like level-headed do they want those people when they're trying to just like you know bomb and and destroy countries like that guy probably was uh, they probably knew he was crazy and they didn't care because they want those guys out there i'm sorry man it's just like take a look at what happened with um you know everybody can love or hate donald trump but one of the things he did that i really had a problem with and manny i'd like to hear your opinion is is when he um he uh, basically overturned that guy's conviction for basically committing war crimes while he served, I believe, in Afghanistan or Iraq. Oh, yeah, the Navy SEAL guy. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think they should have done that. Any Anytime you have someone that's like committing war crimes or something like that, something horrendous like that, if you overturn their case or you make it seem like their, their crime wasn't that bad, you're sending a signal to everyone else. It's, it's the exact same thing as when they don't convict these, these cops who get caught murdering people for no reason, right? When you don't convict them, it's not just that that guy's not going to jail. It's that you're now sending a signal to everyone else that's like that who says, like, oh, I can get away with this shit too, probably. Like, oh, they did it? I can probably do it too. Like, it's, I think it's, it's the same I, everywhere. I think anybody that was part of the Holocaust that worked for Hitler, I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're 99. You did. You were fucked up. You killed a lot of people. You were part of the Holocaust. You got to go to jail. You know how they always say, oh, he's too old. Just let him go away with it. No, that's I hated that shit, yeah. Bro, the Mossad yeah, didn't. Mean, Bro, the Mossad well, that, did not play that shit. The, the fucking Mossad hunted those fucking yeah, those Nazis till they were like ninety nine. Bro, I was I was like, thank dude, you. Like, was, I don't I, agree yeah, with I'm everything Israel the Mossad Manny, does, but dope. Kill think, every one of those motherfuckers. I think that was all show, dude. Hitler, the Nazis were straight up Jesuits. You know. 
the fucking Mossad or Jesuits. It's that they go and they get low hanging fruit, and then they're like, "Look, we're going after this guy." When everybody knew Hitler was just chilling in Argentina, it's it, it was just all a show. I mean, like fifteen people got convicted or on trial in in, in the trials. I mean, like. I just like I just like dude the Jesuits have their hands fucking everywhere, dude. Well, it's funny. I actually have a um I have a video coming out soon. I just did my podcast and I just cut it into clips now, so it's like easier for people to watch. But you know, I talked about how they use confessions in the past and how the Jesuit order works and how essentially a lot of the way that politics runs and stuff was not necessarily pioneered by Jesuits, but it was popularized by them. And so what people need to understand is again, I grew up I grew up Catholic and Puerto Rican, so I had friends that were Jesuit. But essentially what the Jesuit order was, was just like a lot of modern religions like Mormonism, um, Catholicism, I think baptism does this. They send people on mission trips and stuff, and they send them abroad to try to convert people. Well, part of that conversion process is if they're becoming Catholic, they have to go through a period of confessions, essentially. It's essentially like kind of like the rebirth process in a lot of like evangelism in America and stuff, right? You have to, but instead of just kind of confessing your sins internally or just to God in evangelism, and Catholicism, you have to go into a confessional and actually confess them to a priest. Well, what a lot of the Jesuit order was doing around the world was taking confessions of leaders in areas and documenting them. So now they have your deepest, darkest secrets. And a lot of religions and cults do this exact same practice 100%. today. They were doing the exact same thing. They were capturing essentially all the dirt on you. And it essentially kind of became a, a blackmail ring. Does that mean they didn't do good and that there weren't a lot of people in the order that were doing good? Yeah, they were doing good. But there was a lot of people working for the Pope when the Pope was essentially um, running his own empire. You know, the Vatican Catholicism did become essentially its own empire and had control specifically through this blackmail system. They didn't have control just because people believed in God. That's a, a huge misconception. No politician or king or warlord who can slaughter and kill anyone and take any land they want is just going to respect someone just because they carry a holy book. It's because when they wanted to go do something that the Pope didn't want them to do back then, the Pope would come to them and say, hey, remember when you confessed to me that you murdered and raped all these people? Well, guess what? But I got it on documentation. And if you, if you don't want your people launching a mutiny against you, I suggest you do what I say. And that's how they control people. It's no different than the Epstein ring today. It's the exact same thing. So even though I don't agree that everyone is Jesuit, I think the, the process and the way that they control people is exactly the same today. It's the same thing. Why, why would they change it if it worked for hundreds of years? You know what I'm saying? Like anyone that's skeptical of them using the same tactics, it worked for over a thousand years. Why would they stop using that tactic? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, now there's the, uh, you know, Amy, Amy says WTF, which is uh, a woman who listened to the show and she's been in the conspiracies for a very long time. And uh, she basically says that Trump goes all the way back to um, the black nobility and that, you know, which, which kind of piggybacks what um, Whitney Webb's episode was, which was Ivana Trump, or oh, who, who was the mother, not the daughter, the mother, Johnny, was Ivanka? Ivana? Ivanka, Ivanka Trump yeah. was uh, procuring young girls uh, for this, this group of people, and that she's basically broke down how uh, Ivanka Trump is, is black nobility. Now, they had divorced... Um, in 92 and everything that they were saying was happening in 98. So, I mean, FYI. So let's just, you know, that's there, but it's, that's the whole game, dude. 
That is the whole game. And here's the blackmail is the whole game, dude. You know, I, I, it's my, my, my belief. Like everybody wants to, oh, you know, Jew, Jew powers, Jews, Jew. I'm like, dude, it's not, man. It's not. I would probably tell you it's pedophile power. <laughs> I got to be honest with you, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that any one religion runs anything because I don't, I don't think anyone at the top believes in any religion. I mean, every, just look at the mainstream explanation, right? Every study shows that the more educated you become, quote unquote educated, college degrees essentially, and the higher up you go in pay scale, the less likely you are to believe in God. So the more pretty much agnostic you become, the more that you learn is pretty much what that's showing. Well, if you have all the power in the world, what, what do you need hope for? What do you need a God for, right? When you're basically the God of this world and you can do anything you want, you can act like Jeffrey Epstein, you can tell people what to do. They, they don't believe in a specific religion. I know like going back to when I was a kid in the early 90s, mid 90s, it was always this, this idea of a cabal, right? Like a Jewish cabal runs everything. You know, it's the Jews that run the Illuminati. I'm just like, that's like saying that Christians are run politics in America. The people at the top in our country aren't Christian. Those guys don't even, they've never read the Bible. They don't know shit. Just like any nothing, religion, dude. dude. If you go to any country, whatever the main religion is there, the leader will always say, that's what I believe in. Whatever's the most popular, they're going to say literally whatever it takes to get elected. If you think for one second that like Lindsey Graham is like super Christian, super evangelical, you're out of your mind. Like that's so stupid. The only thing Christian about Lindsey Graham is that he blows truckers on the weekends. That's the only (laughs) thing Christian about that guy. Listen, so dude, I couldn't agree more, man. And I talk about it all the time. It's just like, it is dark arts. I mean, Jeffrey Epstein had all the ball, Moloch, all all that symbolism everywhere he went. It's that, oh, yeah. that's what it is, man. And you know, it's very interesting because we've always heard that theory that the more educated you are, the less likely you are to believe in God. And I was thinking a lot about it, about that. And like, as I'm getting more and more spiritual in my life, you know, I'm not saying I'm smarter. I'm just op- more open-minded than I ever have been in my life to a lot of stuff. I don't think it's your intelligence has to do with God. Because, I mean, there's some very smart people. I mean, you talk to some of these enlightened oh, leaders. Hold on one second. I see what you're saying. When you yeah. think about these enlightened leaders, man, um, you know, they're super smart. You ever listen to Ram Dass? It's like, dude, I can only take like five minutes of that guy at a time because it's such dense information. He's telling you like yeah, every so word is a thousand words. So what I've noticed is I would like to also break down like not only your education level, but what kind of money are you making? And the reason I bring that up is because a lot of times when you're making really good money, you're doing things that maybe you don't think are the best thing, most morally correct things in the world. And you know, I'm sorry, but billionaires, man, good luck, man. I see it in my own, my own industry. These cutthroat scumbags. The things I've learned over the last couple months about people I used to love I just cut throat backstabbing pieces of shits, dude. All just trying to get the bigger payday, to get the bigger uh, exposure, just doing the work. I mean, I just watch some people do the work of these fucking, these old money, dude. People who are associated with old money doing their work. And I'm like, oh my God. 
it's it's just so weird because it's, we're entertainers. We, we all think we're like rebels and shit. But in reality, like this is just a, a a more decentralized corporate environment, you know. And everybody's trying to get to that. Or or there are I, I'm done with that shit. But everybody else is trying to like get the higher rung on on the showbiz ladder, and they're doing things that I like. I'm putting pieces together right now on some shit that I'm like, oh my god, this person. Oh my God! What if you understood what I know and what they yeah, did? Yeah, I think I know you're talking about too. I'm not gonna love. say it, but I think I know you're talking about. Oh my God, dude! What they've done to people that they supposedly loved? I'm like blown away, man. I well, mean, that's I've always... the story will be told at some point. Oh yeah, right now it's I'm gonna waiting. come out. They're working on an expose. I bet you. Now, what I was gonna say is that I've I've always made it a point on my show, like that my idea is that the root of all evil essentially comes from like a cocktail, right? Like. We've all come across sociopaths or psychopaths, as they used to be called. This is basically a person that can't empathize or sympathize with another person's emotions. We, we see those people all the time. They're just like hyperlogical. They're usually harmless. But when you have someone who's a sociopath and has like a real high desire for power or they're, um, you know, they're very egotistical, you know what I'm saying? Once you start putting those together, you have someone who is because they're sociopathic, they can't associate with other people's emotions. So doing cutthroat behaviors really doesn't bother them. And because they're power hungry or they're egotistical, they're going to do things to get more power. And to me, I think that's the cocktail that probably existed in most world leaders throughout history. Because if you're running a nation, a tribe, whatever it is, you, you can't break down and cry every time someone dies in a battle. You, you can't die every time someone's lost in a hunt. So from a, like an evolutionary biology perspective, it makes sense that people that want to be leaders would have that cocktail built into them. But once you fucking get modern society and civilization where you can be in control of millions of people, that shit becomes extremely dangerous and toxic. And I think that's where this sort of king-making cults come in, right? This is where the blackmail cults come in because they know this guy's cutthroat. He's going to do whatever it takes to get to the top. So we got to rein him in and control him. So how do you control him? You can't put fear in them. They have a lot of power. They can fight you just as hard as you can fight them. So you got to fucking get some nasty, the worst dirt on them you can to control them. And that's where we're at now. And to talk, just to go back, the religion thing, that's what they say in studies and shit, right? What I think happens is that the more you learn, the less you believe in organized religions. I think the more you learn and the more you take in information, especially about different religions, the more spiritual you become. Because the more you study religions, the more you realize at the core of them, almost all the tenets are always the same. There's a reason respect is called the golden rule. There's almost no religions on the planet of any successful society that you're going to find where they go, hey, every chance you get, um, disrespect everyone and try to rob everyone and kill them. It's just common sense that that's, you can't survive by doing that to other people. And so all these religions start to kind of meld into a common idea. And I actually had some shit about that, like with UFOs and stuff that I, I don't know if we're going to have time to get to, but I think we'll it does it all relate back. It's part of this, but I want to get into this real quick. I, just let me have this piece. I want, I want to say something it, real man. quick. Go off. It's your uh, show. <laughs> What we're, what we're, what we're watching right now is the, you know, enlightenment, uh, the age of enlightenment, the, the, the darkness pushed to light. We are seeing that in real time yep. in Hollywood, man. And what I'm talking about is, uh, for example, is Ellen, right? We're seeing yep. that Ellen is being exposed three, I, I swear to God, Two, three months ago, I did a, uh, I put out a tweet when she was sitting with George Bush. I go, these two cunts, okay? And everybody lost their skull on me. They could not believe I could say that about Ellen. 
And I'm like, dude, it's like I said in the Brian Callum video, the, the walls whisper, especially at the comedy store, the walls whisper. And everybody knew she was a cunt. And now this chick is throwing everybody under the bus. And that's including all her beta cunt dictator employees. And that's what we're learning right now, everybody, is that, you know what? We're talking about these psychopaths. There's different kinds of psychopaths. Some of them are beta dictators. They're not, they don't, they can't go into politics and take over. They can't dominate anything. So they have to do it the the back doorway. A great example, male feminists. They're beta dictators. They're, they're just out there telling you all that I love women, support women. And they're all behind the behind back door and trying to get some ass. Right. And it's just ridiculous. And it's all these guys, Aziz Azari. Dude, if you heard stories about what a piece of shit this guy is, okay, and when that stuff came out and nobody came and ran to help him because he's a piece of shit, he had to get his chin checked, okay? I heard the same thing about Louis C.K., that he treated people like shit. And here's the whole thing, man. I learned this a long time ago, and it is the blessings of my father that my father, was, he couldn't be an example, so he was a warning. And he's not a bad man. He's, he's a good man. He just was a flawed man. Okay. And my father showed me, if you're going to break the rules, you got to be the nicest human being on the planet. Because when they, when you get caught, if you treat people like shit, they're going to come for you. They're going to come for you. And a great example is this is the difference between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. For some reason, the people under Donald Trump love Donald Trump, love working for him. I've heard people who work for him talk about what a good guy is. I've also had people tell me he screwed people over. Right, but there's a group of people that really like this dude, and what for whatever reason they ain't giving out any of the goods. Whereas Hillary Clinton is notoriously treated everybody like shit, yep. and they and dude, that's how the docs got out, that's how the emails got to WikiLeaks, is because Seth Rich saw what that witch was doing and said, I, I. Fuck this shit. I'm going to put it out. And he lost and he paid with his life for it. Okay. So we love that. So now everybody at Ellen, it's all coming out. Ellen, 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 Ellen. Oh, she's dancing. Dude, I talked to this one kind. We go, dude, there's something scary about a, a fucking six-year-old woman dancing with children. <laughs> there's something every shady day, about every that. Every day. It doesn't make any sense. She tried to get a woman fired at a restaurant because she didn't <laughs> like her nails. She's a cunt, man. Yeah. She's a cunt. And she's have, have you dug into that? Have you dug into that story about? So I, I made a. I was talking about in the podcast that if you look at the articles, all they say is toxic work environment. That is the phrase that is constantly used over and over. Toxic work environment. It wasn't just that her and her staff were yelling at people and stuff. She had a um, a gay producer who was literally just acting like Harvey Weinstein. He was assaulting all the male employees that work for them. He was grabbing their genitals, doing what they did to Terry Crews. You know, what I'm saying just literally groping whatever dude he wanted. He was fucking rubbing up on people, rubbing their backs, like acting super creepy. But all they say is toxic work environment because they know, hey, if we just say, um, you know, Ellen is being a bitch to people at work, eventually we can let this cool off for a couple of years and then just bring her back for some other bullshit show. But if we come out and say, Ellen knew that her producer was a fucking Harvey Weinstein dude who was just groping dudes at, on, on set, then this goes nuclear and they, we, can't, we can't bring this one back. And we've already essentially made this one into a king, right? We're kingmakers. We already made this one a king. We can't let this asset go. So let's let this shit cool off. Just say it's toxic. Just say she's yelling. And then let it come back in a little while. There's a lot of shit. 
Did you read her statement though? Her statement, she tried so hard to just throw her executives under the bus. Like it's, oh, it's just them. I had no idea. I had no idea that they were doing this. She tried to make it seem like, but she tried to make it seem like other people were just yelling. That's all it was. Yeah. She tried to make it seem like they were just yelling. Like, no, you had a place where every dude that came in there was basically almost being raped by this dude. That was your boss. There is no fucking way you didn't know this entire Nobody time. Nobody was Ellen's boss. She was the boss and yeah. she had people working. Oh, yeah, but I mean her producer, like the company. guy that was running the show basically for Listen, her. listen. Tell me when the last time there was a gay scandal that really stuck. I mean, we had Jeffree Star, who I met before, uh, was a nice guy there. Not saying that he wasn't, but him and that uh, Shane or that uh, Moss guy, what was his name? That was Not that, Shane um, Moss. He's, the, he's a comedian. No, not Shane Moss. It was... Um, well, I mean, you had Caitlyn Jenner who got away with murdering somebody with her car. I mean, dude, Ed Buck. Dude, Look at Ed Buck. Ed Buck is the worst one of all. A no, li- literally one. a gay serial killer, but no one wanted to call him a serial uh, killer. Dude, you no, can't. Like, I'm telling Kevin you. Kevin Spacey was the last one. Yeah. No, but, dude, that wasn't even a scandal. Exactly. Dude, that lasted Ed two Ed Buck seconds. wasn't even a scandal. They didn't even talk about it. I mean, the first time they found someone dead at his house, that should have been... That should have been immediately like, okay, yeah, we need, we need to take oh. this guy in. And he had a journal. The fucking guy who got murdered had like a diary saying like, every time I go there, this guy tries to torture me to death, but I need the money because I'm a junkie, so I have to I, keep going back. And I, then he kills I, the guy. Shane and Dawson just let him go. is his name. Shane Dawson. Where's that scandal? And I'm, dude, I, I love gay people. I like, dude, within the conspiracy world, there's some homophobic shit, and I ain't down with that. I'm yeah, not going to free some and demonize Same. other. Whatever you do with consenting adults, I don't care. You know, oh, God, let God sort it out. My God doesn't give a shit. He just like, he's just, he, you know, we, we're, we're all part of one of the universe. I don't care about any of that stuff, dude. If you're with consenting adults, you do whatever you want. I'm not going to judge people like that, man. These people, they just focus so hard on this like stuff. It's like, are these guys bad people because they're gay or did they p- get positioned because they're not out of the closet and that's what they blackmail them on? Oh, oh yeah. dude. Yeah, if you tell anybody, Jager if you don't do what we tell you, we're gonna let everybody know you're gay, man. And so you got Jay Z, man. He's the. We've heard that about him forever, what and I've now he's in this wondered, position of power. What I've always wondered why why there was no little boys at the island. It's always little girls. But oh. that's not true at all, dude. No, I know, but dude. they don't mention it. I, yeah, they don't talk about it. Yeah, there's always I, rumors I that Bill Clinton liked little boys. Dude, yeah, one of the witnesses said he didn't even fool around with us. He fooled around with the boys and never a follow up on that. Ever. No, it's probably because none of them ever survived off the fucking island. Like, let's be Ever, real. Guys don't come out as much, too. I'll be honest with you. When that happens, as a guy, you just fucking shut the fuck up. What was it like, XG? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, always, that's always the stigma, though. That really is the stigma. I mean, that's how, that's how the Catholic Church got away with it for so many years. Yeah, I mean, there's just, no way. People think that, oh, yeah, the scandal started when it, when it broke like in Ireland. It's like, no, man. Scandals are always the tip of the iceberg. Like Epstein and Maxwell are the tip of the iceberg. They are not the entire thing. No one can tell me where Epstein got his money. So there is no fucking way that this guy who's the face of the organization is the entire organization. If that were true, then that means Elon Musk is the only guy working at SpaceX, Tesla, and the Boring Company. There's not a whole fucking fucking million engineers all over the planet building shit for him. Like, he's just the face. Epstein and Maxwell are just the face. Like, Epstein had the fucking, like, most expensive, like, ground-level house you could have in Manhattan. It was worth $77 million dollars. And the guy who owns Victoria's Secret, Les Wexner, gave it to him for free. News well, break. That was news, not for news, free. Oh, he gave news. it to him for something. We just don't know what. Breaking oh, news, everybody. Oh. Epstein's house is now for sale. It's listed. Guess how much it's listed at? How much? Can we buy it? $88 million. Yep. He got it for free. Wow. Well, that's, that's what's where they going had now that with picture. Governor Newsom right yeah. now. That the scandal that just won't go away 
Or they're trying house. to kill. He that got gifted house. a house, sold it for $3 million. And by the way, Leslie Wexner is a guy who should have been suing him, not giving him a free house. They should have been in court. He had good reason to, to take Epstein to court. Instead, only, he's bankrolling his lifestyle. I mean, he only got brought yeah, up you know one why? time on the, on the Netflix documentary. He gets brought up one second, and that's it. Just how – Because oh, they, don't, they don't want you to see the money's going. Look, look at the – bro, look at the judge. Look at the judge whose son just got murdered. You guys she know that, handed, bro? She got handed – a, a case to look into Jeffrey Epstein's personal banker, just one of them, not all of them, but just one at Deutsche Bank. Less than 48 hours later, she has a dude in a FedEx uniform shooting her son in the chest. That's not a coincidence. And they said it was a, a men's right activist. What men's right activist would shoot a 20 year old man? You know what I'm saying? That's not, no, that's not a men's right activist. That's a guy with an ax. Well, he also he hated uh, her worked for uh, Kroll Enterprise, Kroll uh, Incorporated, and, uh, which is Mossad Connected. Private enterprise. I always found it funny that Steve Renazizi got all this shit for 9-11 on the cast of The League. He's the only one who got shit. That's kind of funny. Uh, But anyways, moving right along. So we have these really beta guys that uh, that are these – I do jokes about it. It's like, you know, these – you remember when they did the uh, uh, Me Too Oscars or or Emmys and they all showed up in black and they were just like, we're going to like – we're going to show – the uh, you know everybody that women are pushing back i'm like you're in the room full of all the theater dorks that do all that shit yeah that's the Did problem you guys ever notice it wasn't any bouncers any any bartenders <laughs> any of these things that got called out for this stuff it was all these theater nerd dorks who couldn't get any ass in high school okay so then they ended up watching like fucking Japanese anime porn where the girls are making love to octopuses. They have no clue how to pick up women. So they end up, that's how they think they got to treat women like these weird porn scenarios. dude. And it's just like, they just, and it, they're the ones that always go crazy because they don't know how to, it's, you know what it's like? It's when like somebody wins the lottery, right? And they get it like a bazillion dollars and they're just life crashes because they don't know how to handle all this money. Sometimes fame does that to you. If you're not really built for it and you get it, it destroys you, man. And that's what these guys do. All these nerds because Hollywood, there should be a doc about the fall of the suits in Hollywood and how these suits, they got so powerful up until about five years ago. They were just controlling everything. And they weren't deciding how they, they were deciding who was the big stars. Right. And it, dude, and they just, you could, at some point you couldn't tell the difference between the suits and the stars. They all looked exactly like it's like David Lee Roth. When someone asked uh, David Lee Roth, why, why does everybody love, um, why does everybody love Elvis Costello and hate Van Halen? David Lee Roth. Cause they look like fucking Elvis Costello. That's why. You know, and Johnny should, if Johnny came out in 2005, he'd be the biggest star on the show. They'd all be making him huge and he'd have fucking weird rules where XG couldn't make eye contact with him and he only ate like red (laughs) fucking M&Ms and shit. He'd be the Justin Bieber of the group. Yeah, he would totally be the Bieber of the group. Just banging everyone's girl, making us all cry, (laughs) but we couldn't do anything about it. Um, But, you know, that's who does it. These, these super nerd dorks. Because the, because the industry had basically controlled all the avenues to success. And that's dead now. And I think that's another reason why they're going after Joe Rogan's crew with all this bullshit Me Too stuff. They're is leading because, the charge. 
all of these guys have a huge crowd and they don't need the industry anymore. And that pisses them off. They're oh, yeah. freaking out, man. Cause now it's peer to peer. And if you want to see some really great content, check out fucking broken sin. Like we talked earlier about. So I want to get into also what's going on with these democratic uh, uh, governors and mayors. What we are seeing is the equivalent. Okay. Of a jump in a gang jump in. Okay. When you're in a gang, right? What do they want you to do? You got to kill somebody. That's how you get in. You got to kill somebody. Hey, man, you kill somebody. We got something on you. You got something on you. You got to show us how bad you want it. When you want to make it to the highest levels of Hollywood, what do you got to do? Take it in the butt, pedophilia, right? Be a real scumbag. Sell your soul, right? And we've seen that happen. You got to get jumped in in Hollywood. That's the equivalent. You sell your whole or you do mean things to children, right? Same thing with these, these Democratic politicians. They are all showing how much they're willing to do anything that the powers that be want by completely destroying their constituents, completely destroying their cities, their counties, and their states. And that's a fact, Jack. This is all about them trying to get in on that, uh, um, on that ticket with Joe Biden because nobody thinks he's going to make it there for some reason. And I don't know how that they're so crazy. They keep saying they want to have Camille Harris, who is the worst candidate ever. You couldn't get a more anti-black ticket than <laughs> Joe Biden and Camille Harris. Yep. They have couldn't completely together. I think that's up. totally manufactured, dude. Because look, she did nothing when she was running for president. So why is everybody suddenly wanting her to be the vice president? It makes no sense. But we just put, is, she was just, just wanna, out there. It's just checking boxes. It's just yeah. female, person of color. That's it. They but just want to check it. boxes. You know? What if they're throwing it? What if they're purposely throwing this? Because we all know, I've done shows on it. Jimmy Dore, you've heard him talk a lot about this. Yeah. This is where I learned yeah. it from, is that the Koch brothers funded the Clintons to bring the Democrat Party center. And what if they're just like, fuck the Democratic Party? This is party? what people were saying about Trump, dude, that Trump was throwing it. And, and he, I, he wasn't. I, I don't I just I think, don't know if I, I agree think, with that. I think sometimes because we're normal, it's hard for like, like I talk, we all talk about, right, projecting, like where you look at the world through the lens of your own head. It's hard to wrap your head around the idea of someone who's so arrogant that they think that they should be crowned. I mean, look at how Hillary was acting in 2016. Like she, she was acting like it was a coronation more than it was an election or a fight. It's the same thing with Joe Biden. He sees Donald Trump and he thinks like, okay, this guy, you know, to everyone, this guy looks unstable and stuff. And it's like, but if you're saying this guy's unstable, you can't run a dude that is visibly a hundred times more unstable. Like, I, I don't know how people got past the public pool speech, bro. This guy came out and said he was a public lifeguard at a mostly black public pool. And then he loved it when kids jumped in his lap. And then the next line out of his mouth was, and then I learned about cockroaches. Look it up. Like, if anyone doesn't believe me, look that clip up. He says, I loved it when they jumped in my lap. And uh, uh, that's when I learned about cockroaches. Bro, this is like the I like turtles kid times a million at the age of 90 who just spent his life being a pedophile. And now dude, he's running for president. Dukakis, this guy is crazy. Dude, M Michael Dukakis basically lost because there was one weird looking photo of him riding in a tank. Joe Biden has been saying this dumb, the dumbest shit you've ever heard. I'm telling you, bro, social media years. has conditioned people. It's conditioned people to accept a little bit more like outrageous shit. I mean, they look at Howard Dean. 
All he did was go, yeah, at the end of his fucking thing. And Dave Chappelle made fucking gangbusters money off making fun of that shit. And that sank his campaign. Like it didn't, none of his policies mattered. It was this over. motherfucker went, yeah. And they were like, all right, that's it. This guy can't be president. He makes fucking crow sounds. We can't have this bitch running the show. Dude, and nowadays funny. you have Joe Biden talking about having kids jump on his lap. And they're just like, yeah, it's all right. We'll get to the next yeah. one. We'll but just dude, do my the next question one. is, have you heard what? I, I mean, I know I live in Cal- California. Is a fucking democratic state and i've never seen one biden sign i've never seen one i know johnny has like three relatives that want to vote for him but outside of that (laughs) i've never heard anybody talking about voting for Biden. i never heard one person even democrats admit there's zero excitement there's no excitement there's nothing there's no hype about having joe biden run because he brings nothing new to the table i mean he's literally just like a fucking old goon that I don't know how they get past the pool video. I don't know how they get past all the compilations of creepy Uncle Joe. Like if I'm, dude, if I'm Trump right now, I'm sitting on this creepy Uncle Joe compilation until October. Like that, if I'm if I'm Trump's campaign, that's my October surprise. That I'm waiting until October and doing a five minute compilation of this guy just like groping kids and being like, "This is your future president. This is that's all you have to say. This is the guy you want to vote for. Are you sure about that? that next clip. Next the- clip." That and how about if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. The you ain't black thing was the most outrageous. How did that not immediately sink his shit? Like immediately. Because see, it's not it's not just that he was joking. Two two things. One, he's not gonna have to debate Trump. Trump would shred him up in a debate. That's That's the scary part. That's 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 massively scary. But uh, two, and I just wanted to I want to hear what you think about this because Sam doesn't think that biden is actually doing well as the as the polls represent i think he probably is and i i'm curious what you think about that what because a, what a, the reason i agree with sam on that we've been to two protests there was at least four thousand people at at with both of them did you see one biden sign how many how many trumps did you see and we're in california not one person had a biden sign maybe i haven't maybe, seen a biden sign anyway i haven't even seen a biden sign bumper sticker on a fucking electric car out here's how i know he's worried though i i mean here's how i know he's doing well is because trump is obviously worried trump is trump is saying all this shit about like they're gonna rig the election and all this and because he knows that's the only way they can win but that tells me he's worried that tells me i think here's what i think i think that there's a lot of people that were never trumpers before and if you look at the number of people that voted in 2016 it was like millions less than in 2008 and there's a lot of people that were like, Hillary's got this one in the bag. I'm not even going to waste my time voting. And then Trump took it. And, and he would have took it either way because she still won all the big cities, basically. Yeah. And he just took enough of middle America and the South to win, like, on uh, whatever, like, uh, the Electoral College or whatever. And now they're like, okay, this time I'm definitely going to vote. But it's like, <clears throat> if you're coming out and saying, like, oh, I want someone better, but then you pick probably the only guy that you could visibly say every single thing you can say <laughs> negative about Trump is a hundred times more negative with this guy. Like if you say Trump is unstable, Joe Biden's a million times more unstable. If you say like, Oh, I don't like, I don't like the way Trump talks about people. Here's this guy saying you ain't black. Here's this guy talking about kids jumping in his lap. Like there, like everything you could say about him is Dude. worse with the other guy. Like they, it does. It's the worst candidate. And if he in, picks in, Kamala Harris, it's the worst ticket probably in history like in honestly history. like most retarded the thing, ticket dude, ever they are trying they they've tried to create this kind of environment that if anything you say in the past even though it was okay back then now it's not suddenly suddenly it's a strike against you dude 
the things that Joe Biden has said Insane. about gay marriage, Insane. dude, about being proud about the defense bill that destroyed the black community, destroyed the black. It's what destroyed Hillary Clinton. She did once she kneecapped Bernie. Super predators. Once you once you kneecap Bernie and you say and people pull up the super predators video, you already lost enough people to not win. And Sam, and if, if you, you look wanna, at you look at what sorry. Joe Biden said, nineteen seventy one. He said he doesn't want his kids growing up in a racial jungle. Damn. He Damn. didn't want to re he didn't want to desegregate schools and have black kids going to school with his kids because it would confuse them and they'd be in a racial jungle. It's like, bro, there has never been a kid that worried about race or religion or any of that shit. They're taught all that shit. Yep, you put two 100%, kids together. Dude. You put two kids together, it doesn't matter what color they are, they start playing. Like it doesn't matter. If they don't know, if they don't get taught to hate anybody, they're just like, yep. Oh, cool, this kid's skin looks different than mine. All right, man, you want to play Xbox? I don't give a shit. My like, they just don't care. You have to learn that black shit. nanny. My kids, we were worried. The first time she held them, they started crying. I'm like, oh, we got racist babies. But then they learned to love each other. <laughs> and Sam, if you want to say that Biden is a way for them to get the person they really wanted all along into the White House, now I would, I would buy that. If you're saying they're throwing it in that way, but they know Biden is the, maybe the only one who had a chance to win, but they want Kamala Harris to be president. Then I would buy that. Yeah, if she ends up being the VP, I, I could see that totally. Dude, the dude, DNC just got oh yeah, that's why there's a fight for VP. That's why there's a fight yeah. for VP because sure. they know Biden's not going to make she's it. She's sucking. They will twenty fifth amendment his it's ass. Got to be suck everybody's dick at this point because she got kneecapped so badly. I think, dude, you want to hear my dark horse, Tulsi Gabbard. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he picks, if he picks her, that's an actual smart choice. That's, that's good, the difference. That's, that's a smart choice. That but that's random. why she pulled her lawsuit out. That's why she, now she said Bernie Sanders was a dick to her. Okay. Once again, we got these beta dictators who like talk a talk and behind closed doors. They're full of fucking shit. They're not real ones. Bernie Sanders is not a real one. And it breaks my heart because I like, I totally was like, this guy's got it. And you see how he just brainwashed the masses in 2015 he was playing arenas dude selling them out hillary clinton couldn't even do she was doing sam tripley numbers in a fucking lunchroom dude don't give her that you much know? credit bro don't give her that no. much credit i mean like well when now i could be up. her in a fucking i would totally be her in a i fucking. mean they they said that bernie sanders broke the record for most individual donations which means that if you're measuring how excited people are about how much they donate and shit he basically generated the most buzz of any political candidate ever. And then they just set up the debates on days when no one was watching, set them up at times no one was watching, didn't really advertise them, basically just coordinated her. It's the same thing with Joe Biden. Like you have to understand, like I call it, I call it king, I call it kingmakers and cultists. Essentially you have people that are already in positions of power, whether it's from generational wealth or whatever, those are your kingmakers. The cultists are all the weirdos that you're talking about, these beta dictators underneath them that form up the people that set up the power structure. And once they spent four or five years setting up Joe Biden as like, oh, one day this guy's going to be the next president. You're essentially the kingmaker playing the role of like coronating this king. They tried to do it with Hillary and they thought that because Trump was saying crazy shit and he was being funny and stuff like, oh, no one's going to take this guy serious and vote for him. And it didn't work. And now they're doing the same exact playbook. They always use the same playbooks. Well, they just think they've got trouble. it. They just think they've got it figured out this time. Like, okay, now we got Biden. Biden's a little more likable than Hillary. It's like, uh, not if you have fucking creepy Uncle Joe videos out and he's just talking. If and he just talks, people start to hate him. That, that you can't this, run that against Trump, bro. Think he's going to demand a debate. There has to be a debate. I want and you that's to think all about I want to see. Hold on. I want you to think about this, okay? I want you to think about this. Think about the last three presidents. None of them were Hollywood. None of them were Washington, D.C. 
in uh, insiders. Super insiders, yeah, right, percent. Because you can't get. I'm telling you, man, you can't get a Washington D.C. insider in as president right now because the internet doesn't forget Trump. Nope. He had nothing political. He just him and fat ass Rosie O'Donnell going at it, and everyone loved it because she, her head looks like a fucking jack o' lantern. You know, she's a fucking garbage person. Another beta dictator, right? George Bush, we just got sold a lie to him. The, the political machine just took, there was the most popular government, governor that Texas ever had, and they just took her out and put George in to get him enough time to run for the next one because they had 9-11 planned. Oh, yeah, who was it, uh, Ann Richards? Ann Richards what? you talking about? Yeah. Is that, yeah. So, yeah, super so popular, and then yeah. Trump, it's just like, and then, then we have Barry, what's his name, Sordo, or whatever Obama's real name is. He, he was a junior senator in Illinois. We all know now that he's a Bush, that his grandfather was ninth cousins with George Bush Sr. Their, their, their common ancestor is a guy named Sam Hinckley, who is the guy, who's the Hinckley's, oh yeah, who shot Ronald Reagan and who was the vice president. Who would have been president? Oh yeah, George Bush Senior. So well, you know the interesting thing is, you ever heard? Have you ever heard of uh, the confession from Hinckley, the shooter? He said that my my uncle George told my uncle Georgie told me to do it. Because remember, he's 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 not all there mentally, you know. So he talks almost childishly. Dude, George. But in, in an interview, Bush he said that his uncle Georgie told him to dude. shoot Reagan. A true story. He actually said that written down on document. Pretty wild. And a lot of people say, okay, maybe someone influenced him to say that. Or maybe he said that as a cop out, but. You know, when you have someone who uh, is not like fully mentally developed like that or has mental challenges, their ability to like manipulate and set plans in motion like that is severely hindered. For him to have sit there and not been able to think about what he was doing, but also come up with this mastermind plot where he's going to plant it on his fucking like his dad's friend that we found out later was the fucking vice president trying to become president possibly like it, it just, it just all plays together, man. It's all fucking king makers and cultists, man. I'm telling you, these guys have the power. They want to set it up. They get these beta dictator cultist people to just do their bidding. And they're in whatever fucking thing it is. It doesn't matter if they're middle managers at fucking McDonald's. doesn't matter if they're fucking like set people for Ellen, dude. If this fucking king maker says, do this shit, they're just going to roll with it and fuck people over. And that's what every system, every system is built like that. Cops, same thing. How come all these departments keep getting caught doing crazy shit? Have you heard of the fucking, I really want to get to UFO shit, but this is an interesting conversation. <laughs> Have you ever, did you see the article? I forget what city it was in, in uh, Cali. They were doing rituals for every single murder of a citizen. The badge bending ritual. Have you heard of this? So I forget what city it is. You can look it up. There's a seven pointed badge that they wear for their police department. Every time they shot someone or killed someone in the line of duty, they would hold a ritual, secret ritual, where they would take a tip and bend it for every single kill. And then they would have some sort of secret ritual they did and then a barbecue feast afterward. And I tweeted out, this sounds a lot like low magic or black magic, like people that practice that really Damn, dude, weird you shit. open with that. Well, I mean, listen, man, I'm loaded with all this shit, dude. They're doing <laughs> rituals, right? Someone gets caught doing basically setting people up to get killed they start talking and they say well there's this thing going on at the department right and i think right now the former police chief is being investigated because he knew about these secret rituals that were happening and knew about the tip bending and there has been every every description of it they try to make it seem like it's just some kind of brotherhood thing and i'm just like i understand brotherhood and fraternity stuff brotherhood and fraternity stuff when it turns to 
killing people in the line of duty is incentivized and we're going to hold a secret ritual afterward, you're getting into like really creepy cultist black magic or what I call low magic type stuff. See, That's what way, you're getting into. The, the Vallejo. Vallejo. Yeah. Vallejo, yeah. Vallejo, yeah. Vallejo, California. Yeah, police department. Vallejo yeah. sounds shady as shit, dude. Hey, Mexican, <laughs> homie. What's, what's shady about that? That sounds Mexican? like a Mexican wish. <laughs> so interesting. Dude, your mom's a Vallejo, dog. They call it a badge of, badge of honor dog. ritual. Yeah. yeah, badge of honor ritual. They bend a tip for every single kill. At least 14 of 51 current and former officers have been involved in fatal shootings since 2000. That's so interesting. Dude, and don't make no doubts about it. The police, uh, the basically the framework for police is the the blueprint is Freemason. It's Freemasonry. I mean, there's a video right now of some co a former cop was like, yeah, I was a level 33 Freemason, and they they did sacrifices and shit. It's dark arts crap. It's dark arts bullshit. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say all of it, but there's definitely people that do. Have you ever heard of, for example, of have you ever heard of K2? Of have course. you ever heard of K2? I believe it's, I don't know, P2, I think it's called. P2 was a, a specific like Masonic people. lodge in Italy that they were using essentially this, this veil of Freemasonry to kind of hide their stuff. And everyone involved in this P2 Masonic lodge was essentially mobsters. And they were having people hit and they were doing all sorts of shit, but they were hiding it through this veil of secrecy that like Masonry kind of gave them. Like, it's really just a framework. It's like a belief system, right? Like, it's not inherently Grand good or bad or evil. Papa Grandadu, do Papa Grandadu or something like that. It was in Italy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it was, yeah. uh, it was like the 60s, like the 80s or something like that. And they call that, I forget what the word is in Italian, but they call it the era of lead. That's when everyone was getting shot. That's when I think that, that priest was accidentally car bombed and shit because they were trying to target someone else or something. But, but this lodge kept coming up with members involved. And it was literally, they were just... Just like they do with businesses, right? They have fronts. This Masonic Lodge was like a front for them. They're like, oh, we're, you know, we're just meeting and talking business at the Masonic Lodge at P2 or whatever. But in reality, that's where they were holding like their secret meetings and shit, organizing hits and assassinations and drug deals and shit, right? Like it's all the same thing. And I heard, um, I mean, I forget what guest you had on, but he was talking about how masonry was almost like a, um, like a, like a arc for kind of like esoteric and occult teachings that they, they held on to a lot of rituals and symbolism and stuff that carried through the ages, but they Add were basically just holding it for other people. You know what I'm saying? And I, think, mystery, I think that's, that's like, yeah, yep. there you go. Yeah. Very interesting perspective. Same thing with like Rosicrucians and a lot of weird modern esoteric and occult teachings. They kind of, they kind of keep it on and they keep it going, even if they don't really understand the rituals. And I oh, think these the cops thing. are doing Matt the same LaCroix thing. talked about that. Exactly. They that's just fucking, they just like the, the, the Mayans would find uh, a pyramid. They're like, oh, we built this and we do this over here and yeah. blah, blah, blah. All right, man. Um, Manny, you came, you, you saw, you crushed a whole lot of ass, brother. Um, <laughs> sure, man. You crushed it. Can you, um, can you tell our listeners a little bit uh, where they can find you, your internet, and all that stuff, your, your podcast yeah, man, and everything? No problem, man. I'm mostly at um, the Fringe Center on YouTube. I post a lot of stuff on, on Twitter, too, at Fringe Center on Twitter. And I mostly just post on YouTube. And I post anywhere you can find like podcasts, right? Like iTunes. You can get me on Spotify. And I usually post one podcast a week. And I also have a Patreon that for a dollar, we're going to do a free video every week. Um, <clears throat> I started it off essentially with the idea of doing like multi-perspective analysis. So looking at the most common sense, like, you know, mainstream explanation and then going out to the most fringe. And I decided to start it with the most like out there fucking conspiracy. So this month we're talking about adrenochrome and every week I'm going to do a different video on like explaining the different levels and layers of adrenochrome. 
And then next month will be another thing. And I got to come so back. Is, I got to do that. I got to do that. UFO Patreon.com what? Slash the Fringe Center. The for Fringe Patreon. Center. All right. Yep. Well, we'll uh, send me all the links to this and I'll put them in no the problem, whole uh, the description. Man, you were great, man. We'll do it again soon. Uh, guys, great show. XG, Johnny, thank you guys so much. And we'll, we'll do it again soon. Take care. No problem, man. See you later.